So this morning we are going to continue again the series that we started last week on, any of you remember what it was? Praise and worship. Know the truth. So last week we did a couple of things and we just want to do a quick recap of what we did last week. And this is what we did. Can you read that with me together this morning? Number one, we talked about the importance of praise and worship. And then we talked about the differences between praise and worship. What is praise and how do we praise God? We didn't go much detail into it. But then we went little detail into what is worship and how do we worship God. We talked about the importance of praise and worship. You know, praise and worship, they are the integral part of any Christian's life. Without praising God, you know, the reason why God created us, it becomes meaningless. Without worshipping God, you know, one day we are going to go back to heaven and there is no way we can go to heaven unless we know how to worship God. So praise and worship, they are very important ingredients of our Christian walk with the Lord. Then we talked a little bit about the importance of praise and worship. Why we need to do praise and worship? Number one, angels constantly praise God and worship God in heaven. And we talked about the expectation of God on us. Let all the creations praise him and worship him, including the human being. So worship becomes very important. Number three, we talked about how good our God is, how awesome our God is. He deserves worship. He deserves our worship. Number four, it is a commandment of God that we need to worship him. Amen. Then we also talked about a little bit differences between, a couple of differences between praise and worship. You know, in both in praise and worship, one thing that is common, that is our expression or an appropriate action along with the attitude is important. Can you say two words? Expression and attitude. So expression is what is seen outside and attitude is what is inside Exp expression is our body with our body parts we express and our attitude is something to do with our heart are you with me something to do with our heart so both are important when we praise God and worship God I want you to listen to this some of this truth you do not know some of you know some of you do not know it is eye-opener this morning and I my prayer is that God may change the way we do with worship and uh, praise amen Remember, worship is about, there's a difference, making oneself low, humbling oneself before God. That is what is worship. But praise is about giving glory to God or lifting the object of praise. Here, the object of praise is our God. So we lift God and we allow ourselves to go down. We humble us and we praise God. We glorify God. You know, that is a, that, these are a couple of differences or similarities between praise and worship. Last week we understood how do we worship God. We learned the, the English term worship. That worship term, English term is derived from the Hebrew term known as shaha so we talked little about little bit about shaha and what it means is to depress falling prostrate means laying down face down flat on the floor that's how people used to worship god in homage or in respect 
you know the royalty of god to or to the authority of god before the authority of god we fall down and we bow down we crouch and worship god now that's how we worship god when you go back to the hebrew roots this is what is the definition of worship and we also found out another equivalent greek term which is known as proskuneo proskuneo simply means kiss like a dog licking his master's hand or to bend or to crouch that's how we worship god you know i gave an example of think about people of other religion how do they worship god their gods and goddesses muslims or hindus that's how they fall before their god and that's the true meaning but when the translation happened to worship the meaning is lost the meaning is lost and i believe god is expecting us to get back to those basics and we said worship is all about making oneself low and humbling oneself before god before the other but praise is about all about giving glory and lifting up the object of praise that is our god lord god in this context and this morning i would like to title my sermon as praise and worship know the truth praise and we are going to talk about praise this morning and i can't cover praise entire praise this morning so i'm just going to divide it into two parts so let's talk about part 8 this morning now let's see what is praise what praise is as our expression and attitude both are important in worship in the same way our expression our appropriate action and the attitude of our heart they are all important in praise you know i believe as i said these teachings will bring some change in our lives the way we follow god the way we worship god today in churches even in our church now i just want to talk about something that is real in our church or even when you go to any church we see different kind of people worshiping god in different ways some people just stand straight while singing and praising god have you seen yes no i'm not here to judge you. i'm not here to tell something is wrong or right so i'm not there for i'm just saying that you know that's how people worship god today people stand straight some people even fold hands some people even put their hands at the back there are different postures some others you know lift up their hands and praise god the moment you say praise let's sing or let's start praising god the hands go up some others they clap their hands and praise god you know different expressions you know we are made with people you know we are made we are human beings we are expected to show or express what we feel inside and as i said when we take our expression our emotions out of a human being the human being becomes a dead wood so never stop expressions and that's the reason i say that when your child comes you know running you just really enjoy the way the way the child behaves the same way that our heavenly father be, be, enjoys the way you express him the way we express him some others they clap their hands and praise god even some others they make a little twist and they do a little dance yes some people some of you and i am really sad when you came to this church you are used to do that twist and dance right dorina but you lost that on the way i keep asking somebody why are you not doing it why did you stop that we need that in part of worship we need that as part of worship because because it is biblical some others they use even flags 
during the worship. They come with instruments, their own instruments, and they start playing their instruments. They just make a noise. Different ways of praising God. Some churches uses, some churches use flashlights and laser beams going here and there. Smoke machines, you know, functioning and ejecting smoke in with its full strength during the worship. It's all different expressions of worship. There may be a couple of more. But my objective of this sermon is not to tell that what is right, what is wrong. But my objective is to see what Bible talks about praise from its Hebrew roots. Amen. Are you with me this morning? Are you with me? So we are going to study together what the Hebrew roots talk about praise. Now we'd like to present 10 significant Hebrew words of praise and their appropriate expressions and attitudes. Number one, can you try to read that with me? Halal. Yada. Barak, Samer, Toda, and Shabak, Tehila, Taka, Tafila, Kara. Easy? So these are some of the Hebrew roots, Hebrew words. They all refer to praise, not to worship. Any of you remember what was the Hebrew term for worship? Shaha, right? And what was the Greek term for worship? Praskaneo, right? Good. Also all good. So these are a couple of no, 10 Hebrew words they refer to praise. And I don't think we cover everything today. We are just going to cover at least five. First five. Number one, halal. Can you say that with me? Halal. Now the concordance or the, 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 the Hebrew lexicon, if you take Strong's G, so Strong's H, 1984, that talks about, that's the definition of the word halal. The most common Hebrew word that is translated into worship in the New Testament and in the Old Testament is halal. You know, that has a primary Hebrew root. That is the word for praise. You know, today when we say praise God, we just simply say, let us halal God. That's what we say. You know, our known very familiar word hallelujah is derived from this Hebrew root. You see that there, hallelujah, hal means praise, derived from halal, hal, el refers to God as we know, you, and Yahweh, Yah, 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 that stands for Yahweh. So hal, el, Yah, hallelujah, that's how the word is made. You getting it? So Hal stands for praise you Yahweh. If anyone asks you what does hallelujah means, you cannot say that I don't know. You can't say that because that's a word you use at least 100 times in the day. You use it in different languages in different forms maybe. But hallelujah has its common global, it's a global word. Even if we go to heaven, that's the only one word which is common between angels and you and me. They know hallelujah. And we also know hallelujah. But we need to know what, the, what does it really mean. Hal, el, yah. That means praise you, Yahweh. So halal means, or we are getting back to our root term, halal. So halal means to be clear or to praise God or to shine or to boast in something or to show something great happening 
or to celebrate the victory even to the point of appearing foolish at times. I'll give you a good example. This is the expression, you know, as you see that in the picture, this is the expression that goes along with halal. Raising hands, shouting and screaming out the victory and celebrating the victory. This is exactly the same as when people <coughs> participate in the football games. And when their favorite team is making a progress, you see hands going up. You see voices being raised and shouting and screaming and yelling and throwing stuff and, you know, uh, flying a rocket and, you know, all those kinds of happening, things are happening when their favorite team is moving forward. There are many things. There's a colorful display and boards and, you know, signboards and stuff like that. You know, there are various things that are happening. Exactly that's what it means. What they are doing there is they are celebrating the victory. Amen? Are you with me? Now, Halal occurs 165 times in 140 verses in the Hebrew Gardens of King James Version. Give you some scriptures where, you know, exactly the same term, Halal, is used. Psalm 63, verse 3, if you can read that with me together. Because your loving kindness, can you read that, all of you? Is better than life, my lips shall Halal you. One great example, we are praising God. We are celebrating who our God is and what his kindness is. First Chronicles chapter 16 verse 4. And David appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord. To commemorate or to remember and to thank God and to hallow the Lord God of Israel. To show that victory, that we are gaining victory. Our God is a victorious God. God has something done something great in our lives. <coughs> and I want to praise God for that. I want to lift him up for that, what God has done in my life. That's where the halal is used. It comes with an expression. Can you think of a hockey game or a football game? You enter into the stadium. And the game started. Everybody is silent. And some group, some team is making a win. They are going forward. Everybody is silent. Think about what the players would have thought of that game. What the players would have thought of that kind of audience. Now we are the audience. As our Lord God makes the progress. As the Lord God makes battles and fight battles and gains victory. We talked about last week, a couple of weeks before, when every soul gets added, a victory is gained in the kingdom of God. When our God is making progress, when our God is working in your life, when a God starts using you, when a God is blessed, when our God is blessing you, how can we keep quiet? We just want to lift him up. We just want to praise him. And we won't stop losing our expressions. Our expressions go along with that as we praise the Lord. Amen? Praise always goes along with the expression Halal is the number one word. Let's move further. Let's talk about the second word, Eada. Can you say that, Eada? Songs Concordance H3034 that talks about Eada. Eada means to worship with extended hands. Eada, if you want to picture Eada, this is how we can picture Eada. Think about your three-year-old child. You are coming from work. You are coming from office. And the child comes running to you 
with both hands lifted up, Daddy! You know, that's how she cries or he cries, Hold me, Daddy! Hold me, Daddy! Have you ever seen? I mean, at least those who have children. Right? And Daddy comes with all the tension. And he would have already screamed at the mom from the office, but now he wants to scream more after reaching home. He has not even kept his bag down, laptop down, still in his shoulder. With a heavy heart he would have done because, you know, that meeting did not go well or something was not really good at that day. He forgets everything in a moment. He throws everything aside and takes the baby and hugs the baby. His day is made. You know, exactly our God is a God like us. He longs for our love. He longs for our expression. He longs us to behave like a child because we are his children. Whenever we come into the presence of God, whenever hands, our, we, we just lift up our hands and say, Ada, that simply means say praise. That simply means, Lord, I'm thanking you, Lord. It also goes with thanksgiving. It's a hand expression that is raised. And it, is, it goes with the surrender and it's a thanksgiving. Raising hands is a very powerful, very explosive means of praising God. You know, there is something important. I just want to talk about you this morning. Raising the hands, it's an international sign of surrender. Right? Think of a situation, somebody is coming with a gun to you, pointing the gun to you. What do you do? You just be like this? <laughs> Don't want to be like this when somebody's pining gun with you, gun to you. What do you do? Hands up. Both the hands goes down. What does it mean? I just surrender. Just spare me. Don't shoot at me. I need to bring certain few guns here this morning. This very morning for Sunday morning service. <laughs> Raising your hands. It's an international sign of surrender. A worshipping person <clears throat> raises his hands or her hands in total humbleness, humility and surrender with, the, with, the, with an adoration and totally surrenders to God. Psalm 63 verse 4 says, Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. The man who wrote the psalm, he knew how to praise God. How to praise God. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 8 says, I desire, this is the desire of Paul concerning all of us. And this is what he says. Can you read that with me? I desire therefore that the men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Who should lift up holy hands? Men. Right? Does it mean just only men? Right? Everybody, right? In Jesus, in Christ, there is no male, talking Bible verse, scripture, male or female. There is no Jew and Gentile. There is no master, rich and poor. There is no master and slave. We are all one, same. We are all one. That's what Bible says. And Paul says, I desire, when you come together, just lift up your hands. And what kind of hands? What does it say? Holy hands. Our hands are considered holy. To worship God. To praise God. Amen. 
And that's the expression, you know, God expects when we do, when we come into the presence with the other. While praising God and worshiping God, you know, sometimes we ask us from here, we tell you, can you lift up your hands? Can you lift up your hands? What does it mean? It means, can you just give an yada to our God? Can you give a praise to our God? Amen. You know, these are all the way Hebrews are, the way the Jews, they worship even today. They do all these things in their worship time. They do all these things. And that's how the word of God was written. Who altered that? Who changed the meaning of that? Let's get back. This is interesting. This is important. Let's move further. Let's go to the third term of praise. Barak. Can you say that? Barak. Strong's H1288 that talks about it. That means, simply means to kneel down, to bless as an act of adoration, to salute somebody who is above, who is an authority, who is under authority. Just wish, just salute somebody and who is here, who receives our praises, our God Almighty. Kneeling down before God. You know, this particular thing occurs around 331 times in 289 verses in the Hebrew concordance of King James Version. So many times this is used here and there. That's how we need to praise God. When we praise God, we come together, we kneel down and we spread out our hands and look unto him and give him glory and give him praise. Psalm 95 verse 6. Oh, come, shall we read this together? Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Remember those days when you used to kneel down in church and pray? The church is not having any pews or not having any chairs, but only mat is spread out. All through the church. It looks like a gymnasium with the mat spread out everywhere. Because thousands of people will come and sit on the floor. And kneel down and worship God. Traditions changed. Generations, you know, made something new. We modernized the way we used to worship God. And today we are want to sit in the comfort of a theater and worship God. But nothing wrong in that. But it is totally wrong when we lose this attitude and the expression. This morning God is telling us. We don't want to praise God because we are asked to praise God. We want to praise God because the Bible talks about it. That's how we want to praise God. Amen? Barak also refers to the privilege of blessing the Lord. Job chapter 1 verse 22, Job says, this is what he says. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's an attitude of kneeling down, expression of kneeling down, and it's an attitude of blessing the Lord. Amen? You know, how many of us want to bless the Lord? We say, bless the Lord, oh my soul. That simply means that, Lord God, I kneel down before you, and I just want to bless your name. I just want to bless your holy name. You know, he is such a good God. He works with us. You know, he is in a relationship with us, and he works with all of our lives. And he says, you know, this is how you praise me, and this is how I am well pleased, and this is how you honor me, and this is how I will bless you. You know, every blessing, every blessing that we receive from God is packaged up in our praises. When we praise God and we worship God, you know, God opens that package and He renders those blessings to our lives. Now, during the praise time, if somebody kneels down and spreads their hands, 
Remember, they are just doing Barak. When they kneel down in prayer, in praise, and then when they start praising God, kneeling down, that's what is going through in their life. That's what is going through in their mind. You know, when we come in the presence of God, you know, these 10 words are the human, you know, normal human way of praising God. They are built in every one of us. When we come and, you know, freely start worshipping God, we go through all these 10 different expressions in our lives if our attitude is right with God. That's how they, these words are coined. Let's move further to the fourth one. The fourth term, Hebrew term. Zamer. Can you say that? Zamer. So this is Strong's H2167. is from the, Greek, uh, from the Hebrew lexicon. Zamer means to pluck the strings of an instrument. That exactly, that's what it means. To pluck the strings of an instrument. Singing praise to God with a very joyful expression of music or with musical instruments. Zamer speaks of rejoicing in the Lord. <clears throat> it involves a joyful expression of music. You know, music is part of worship. Music is part of praise. When we play music instruments, you know, we praise God. We celebrate. We are so joyful. Zamer also means to sing praises to God by touching the instruments, touching the strings of an instrument. Instrument, that's what it means. The expression, this is the expression. The expression is to play the music instrument. Right? That is Zamer. That simply means that Bring all the instruments into the presence of God. Involve all the instruments in the praising of God. But the question is, we need to know how to touch the instrument. Correct? We need to know how to touch the strings of an instrument. How does it come? By hand. We need to learn. Practice. And play. It requires effort. Praising God requires a lot of effort. Sometimes we feel that, oh, it's easy if you have a drum, right? We can just beat the drum. We don't need to really need practice. Even, the, even to beat the drum, it requires practice. Some of the instruments, you know, we, we have in our own country, if you think about the, those percussion instruments, right? The wind instruments, they all need anything you want to do in the presence of God, it requires an effort. Zamers just simply means we are rejoicing in the Lord by playing an instrument. You know, learning an instrument is an assert, if not for any other reason, but for one reason at least to praise God. Just learn one instrument at least before die. Just learn one instrument at least. Any one instrument. If you want to drum, just learn drums. Okay? As long as you are in the apartment, please don't play drums, okay? <laughs> then you'll be in trouble. Guitar, piano, violin. Just play one instrument, one instrument at least. It will help you down the line. There are times in our lives we need to rejoice in the Lord because things are not going well. 
There are times in, the li in our lives that are, you know, we feel the oppression of the enemy because the devil is not leaving us. You need to do what exactly David did when Saul was, you know, possessed with an evil spirit. What happened there? They sent people to bring David into the presence of Saul. David came with a small, just a small instrument in his hand. And he opened the gig bag and took the instrument and he started playing. Bible says, what does Bible say? Bible says, the evil spirit that was inside Saul that left the moment he started playing instrument. There is something that is powerful by playing instrument and praising God. Zamar simply means we need to play instruments and praise God. Let's read some of the references. Psalm 150 verses 3 to 6. Praise him, if you can read that with me. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Go ahead. Hmm. Praise him with a timbrel and dance. Praise him with a stringed instruments and flutes. Praise him with a loud cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All the instruments need to go in rhythm. All the instruments need to go in, you know, make in harmony. And so that the name of the Lord can be glorified. And we don't want to play the instrument just, you know, here and there, this way and that way. We just want to harmoniously play the Lord. Play, play the instruments because we need to give our best to the Lord. Amen? You know, how much people in this world, they prepare and they practice for an orchestra. Just to play a song for no reason. And there is nobody to listen to the song except some human being there. But here we have our God Almighty who is willing to listen to our praises. You know how much we need to be preparing ourselves. How much we need to be skillfully playing the instruments. Bible also says we need to play the instruments skillfully. It is important. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 says, Then Nehemiah said to them, can you read that with me? Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is the holy, is holy our Lord. Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. You celebrate by playing instruments into the presence, in the presence of God. Psalm 68 verse 4. Bible says, sing to God. Sing praises to his name. Extol him with rides on, who rides on the clouds. By his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. Zamar is also translated into New Testament. An equivalent Greek term, Ipsalo. Salo is the equivalent Greek, Greek term for Zamar. That simply means sing praises to God. Sing psalms to God. Make a melody in your heart. Ephesians, Paul writes here beautifully. Ephesians 5.19. This is what he says. You know, speaking to one another. Can you read that together? Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Singing and instruments, they cannot be separated from praise. They are just part of praise. That's the reason we play instruments. Not to make it good. Not just somebody wants to demonstrate their skills. But we want to bring that in a part of worship, part of praising God, because it is biblical. Number five. Let's go to the fifth verse, Hebrew word. That word says it is tada. Can you say tada? Tada strong H8426 is the reference. Tada, Tada is the type of worship that includes extending our hands or raising our hands in thanksgiving. Amen. We want to thank the Lord 
Sometimes we do thank God for what he has done already. Listen to me, this is interesting. Sometimes we also, we are also called to thank God for the things that are not received. That is Toda. When we praise God, when we do Toda to God, that simply means we are praising God, we are thanking God for the things that even not we even heard of, not even received. It is an expression of extending our hands with thanksgiving. Total praise, that requires faith. By faith, we lift up our hands and we praise God, thank God for the things that are not received yet. What are those things in your life that you have not received yet? What are those things that are being a desire in your life for a long time, but you have not received yet? And this morning, God wants us to know we need to do Torah for God. And Torah is nothing but with an expectation of the things which are yet to come in our lives. We are thanking God for the things which are not there yet. You know, our God is a God who calls things into existence even though they don't exist. He calls them as if they are existing already. He is a maker. He can make things out of nothing. You know, that's how God made the universe. And he is our God. And God is telling you this morning, there is something that we are worried about, worrying about, which are not happening in our lives yet. But God is telling, I am a God of your future. I am a God of those things which are not existing today, but they are going to exist. David said some point of, life, some point of time in his life, he was trapped by the Philistines in Gath. And the way he started praising God, the way he offered Torah to praises to God, even before he was delivered, he went ahead and started giving Torah to God as if he has already escaped, already he has delivered and God delivered him. God delivered him. Psalm 69 verse 30. Bible says, I will praise or I will Torah the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. And God expects in our lives to praise him. As we learned a couple of things this morning, I'm coming, coming to a close now. Our praise goes along with the expression. Our praise goes along with our heart attitude. Let's never stop people expressing their joy in the Lord. Let's never stop people expressing their, their, their emotions. We are made with emotions. We are human being. He cannot take emotions out of us. When we, we are sorrow, we cry. When we are happy, we rejoice. That's part of life. That's how we are made. In all these types that we talked about, as a summary, just want to quickly summarize that halal, that means celebrating the victory of the Lord. Just remember this. Halal simply means celebrating the victory of the Lord. Eda simply means extending our hands in praise and surrender. Barak, that means kneeling down and spreading our hands to bless the Lord. Zamer, that simply means praying the instruments and praising God. And Tara, that simply means extending our hands in thanksgiving for those things which have not happened in our lives. All that I could conclude with one word, saying that praise is powerful. Praise is powerful. Can you all just stand at our feet this morning as we close?